Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Ambitious Guest by Nathan Hawthorne. On September 9th, the family gathered round their heath and piled it high with driftwood and mountain streams, the dry cones of pine. The pine and splintered ruins of the great trees had come crashing down the premise, premise. Up the chimney roared the fire and brightened the room with its broad blaze. The faces of Father, father, mother, had sober gladness. The children laughed. The eldest daughter was an image of happiness at seventeen. The aged grandmother, who was set knitting in a warmest place, was an image of happiness grown old. They found the herb hot ease in the bleakest spot of all New England. His family was situated in the nook of the white hills, where the wind was sharp throughout the year, pitifully cold in the winter. Giving the cottage all its freshness and calamity before it descended on the valley of Senko, it dwelt in a cold spot and dangerous one. The mountain towered above the head so steep the stones would often rumble down its sides and startle them at midnight. Daughter had uttered some sweet pool jest that filled them all with mirth when the wind came for the nooch. And seeing the pools before their cottage, rattling the door with a sound of wailing, lamation before it passed into the valley. For a moment it sounded them. Though there was nothing unusual in the tones, the family was glad again when they received that the latch was lifted by some traveller, whose footsteps had been unheard amid the dreary blasts, which heralded his approach and wailed as his entering went moaning away from the door. For they dwelt in such solitude, such a solitude. These people held daily converse with the world, mandic pass of the nooch, the great artery through which the lifeblood of eternal comments continued throbbing, remain on one side, remounted the shores of St. Lawrence on the other. So a coach always drew up before the door of the cottage, wayfarer, no companion, his staff pulls, he had exchanged a world that sense of loneliness might not utterly overcome him. Here he would pass through the cleft of the mountain or reach the first house in the valley. And here the team, sir, on his way to Portland Market, would put up for the night. And if a bachelor might sit an hour beyond the usual bedtime and steal a kiss from the mountain maid a party, in one of them primitive taverns where the traveller pays only for food and lodging, but meets with a lonely kindness beyond all price, and footsteps of her were heard. Therefore, between the outer door and the inner one, the whole family rose up, grandmother, child and all, as if about to welcome some one who belonged to them, whose fate was linked with theirs. 
The door was opened by a young man. His face at first wore the melancholy expression. Almost as far as he, a one who travels a wild and bleak road at nightfall alone. But soon bright enough, he saw a kindly warmth of his affection. He felt his heart spring forward to meet them all. From the old woman who's wiped a chair from apron, the little child held out his arms to him. One glance and smile placed a stranger on the footing of the innocence familiarity for the eldest daughter. Ah, oh, this fire is a bright fiend, cried he, especially when there is such a pleasant circle round it, quite good numbered. For the nooch is just like the pipe of the great pair of bellows, blown terrible blasts on my face, all the way from Bartlett. Then you're going towards Vermont, said the master house that he helped to take a late knapsack off the young man's shoulders. Yes, to Burlington, and far enough beyond, replied he. I meant to have been to Ethan Crawford's tonight, but the pedestrian lingers all along such a road as this. It no matter for when I saw this good fire, all your cheerful faces, I felt as if you kindled it on purpose for me. They are waiting my arrival, so I shall sit down among you and make myself at home. The faint-hearted stranger had just drawn his chair to the fire, and something like a heavy footstep was heard about rushing down the steep side of the mountain, as with long and rapid strides, and taking such a leap in passing, cottage to strike the opposite penipus. Family held their breath, because they knew the sound. Their guests held it his by instinct. My old mountain was thrown a stone at us for fear to forget him and alone or recover himself. He sometimes nods his head. Friends have come down, or we old neighbours agree together pretty well. Upon the whole, besides, be sure place of refuge hard we should be coming in good earnest. Besides, we have such a place of heart, refuge hard, we should can't be coming in by in good earnest. Let us now suppose the stranger that finished his supper bears meat by his natural facility and manner to place himself on a footing with kindness. The whole family, so they talked freely together as they belonged to the mountain brood. He was a proud yet gentle spirit, haughty and reserved among the rich and great. They ever ready to stoop his head to lowly cottage door, be like a brother or son, poor man's fireside. The household of Nutch, he found warmth and stability, a fitting, a parading intelligence of New England, poetry and native growth, which they gathered when they thought, little thought, of it from the mountain peaks and chasms, at a very threshold of their antique and dangerous abode. He had travelled far and alone. His whole life indeed had been a solitary path, but on the lofty caution of his nature, he had kept himself apart from those that might otherwise have been his companions. The family too, those so kind and hospitable, had their conscience of the variety among themselves of separation from the world at large, which of every domestic circle should still keep a holy place 
where no stranger may intrude. Perceiving prophetic sympathy, impelled and refined, educated youth, pour out his heart for the simple mountaineers, constrained then to answer him the same free confidence. Thus it should be. Is not the kindred of a common fate a closer tie than that of birth? A secret of the young man's character, high and distracted ambition. He was born to life, dangerous life, but not to be forgotten in the grave. The only desire had been transformed to hope and hope, long cherished, and become like certainty, obscurely. He journeyed now as a glory to the beam of all his pathway, through no, not perhaps, while he was free treading it. And when prosperity should gaze back in the gloom of what was now the present, it would trace the brightness of his footsteps, brightening his meaner glories faded, and confess that a great gifted one passed with his cradle to the tomb. He had none to recognise him. As yet, cried the stranger, his cheek glowing, his eye flashing with enthusiasm. He yet have done nothing where I am to vanish from the earth. Tomorrow none would known so much of me as you. That a nameless youth came up to nightfall from a valley of Seco, opened his heart to you in an evening, passed through the notch by sunrise, and seen no more, not a soul would ask. Who was he? Wherever did the wanderer go? But I cannot die until I achieve my destiny. Then let death come. I shall have built my monument. There's a continual flow of natural emotion, gushing forth amid abstractive reverie, which will enable the family to understand this young man's sentiments, for those so foreign from their own. A quick sensibility lugged us. He blushed in the ardour into which he had been betrayed. You laugh at me, he said to me, taking the eldest daughter's hand and laughing himself. You take my ambition as long, think my ambition as nonsensical, as if I was freed myself to death atop of Mount Washington. Only that people might spy on me, at me from the country roundabout. I truly would be a noble pestrel, pestrel, a man's statue. If I just sit here by the fifth fire, as a girl blushing, be comfortable and contented, though nobody thinks about us. I suppose, said the father, after a fit of musing, something natural in what the young man says. If my mind had been turned that way, I might have felt just the same. Strange wife, how his talk could set my head running on things that were pretty certain never came to pass. Perhaps they may, observed the wife, a man thinking what you do when he's a widower. No, no, cried he, reveling the idea of reproachful kindness. But now you think about your death, Foster. Think of mine too. But I was wishing... I was wishing we had a good farm in Bartlett or Bethlehem or Luke to John. I come over a summer of work township round white mountains by where they would tumble on your or not our heads. I should want to stand well, my neighbours. You shall call Corn Squire, we called Squire, we called Squire, and sent the general court a term or two. A plain honest man may do as good as much good as a lawyer, and when I should be grown quite an old man, and you an old woman, so as not to be long apart, I might die happy enough in my bed, leave you all crying around me, a grey slate gravestone, to suit me as well, 
a marble one, just my name and age, verse of home, and something to let people know I'm an honest man and died a Christian. There now, exclaimed the stranger, is that it is your nature, Zion Monument? It is slate or marble or pilgrimage, a glorious memory in the universe, heart of man. It was a strange way. We were in a strange way tonight, said the wife. Tears and eyes. It seems it's a sign of something. A folk mind go a wandering silent. Hark to the children. They listened accordingly. The younger children then put the bed in another room. But with the open door between, they could be heard talking busily among themselves. One and all seemed to be caught infection for the fireside circle, outvaring each other the wild wishes of childish projects of what they would do when they came to, came to be men and women. Length a little boy, instead of addressing his brothers and sisters, called out his mother, I'll tell you what I wish, mother, cried he, I want you and father and grandma and all of us and the stranger too to go straight away and go and take a drink out of the basin to the flu of the flume. Now we could help laughing, child's motion, leave a warm bed and dragging there for a cheerful fire to visit a basin flume, a brook which tumbles at the premises down within the nooch. Boy had spoken when a wagon rattled along the road and stopped a moment before the door appeared to contain two or three men who had been cheering their hearts. The rough choruses of a song resounded in brief notes within the cliffs. The singers hesitated whether continue their journey or put here for the night. Father, said the girl, they're calling you my name. But a good man doubted wherever they had really called him. Was unwilling to show himself too solicited. Again, by inviting people to patronize his house, he felt he did not hurry to the door. A lash being soon applied, the travellers plunged in the nooch, still singing and laughing. Now their music was birth came back drearily from the heart of the mountain. Damn, mother cried the boy again. You have given us a ride to the flu. Again they laughed as the child precariously fancy for night ramble. It happened that a cloud, cloud passed over. A daughter's spirit, she looked gravely at the fire, drew a breath that was almost a sigh, forced it away in spite of a little struggle to press it. And starting and blushing, she looked quickly round the circle, as if they caught this glimpse of her into her bosom. Stranger asked what she'd been thinking of. Nothing, answered she, a downcast smile. Oh, you felt lonesome just then. Ah, oh, I've always had a gift for feeling these other people in other people's hearts, said he. Oh, seriously, shall I tell you the secret of yours? I know what to think. When a young girl shivers by warm heath and complains of loneliness, her mother sighed. Shall I put those feelings to words? They will not be. They would not be against feelings any longer if they could be put into words. Your in words, cried the mountain nymph, laughing but avoiding his eye. All this was set apart. Perhaps a germ of love was springing in their hearts, a pure it might blossom in paradise, since could not mature on earth. A woman worshipped such gentle dignity as his. A proud and contemptive, yet kindly soul, if often captivated by sympathy like hers. A while they spoke softly. She's watching the happy sadness, lightsome shadows, shy yearnings of maiden nature. A wind from the nooch 
took a deep and dreary sound. It seemed that the eventual stranger seemed as the eventual stranger said, a cold strain of spirits the blast, who in old Indian times were dwelling among these mountains, made their heights and recesses of sacred region, as a royal along the road of its as if the funeral part were passing, trace away the gloom, firmly through pine branches, till on their fire, till the dry leaves crackled and the flame arose. Scraping once again a scene of peace, humble happiness. A light hovered about them fondly and caressed them all. Those little faces of children peeping from their bed apart, their, fa- their father's here, father's frame of strength, mother subdued the careful man, man. the high-browed youth, the budding girl, the old good old granddaughter, still knitting in a homeless place. The aged woman looked up from her task, fingers ever busy. I was next to speak old folks, have their notions, said she, as well as young ones, been wishing and playing, letting getting your heads run on one thing or another, till you set your mind to wondering too. Now, what shall an old woman wish for, when she can go but a step or two, before she goes, comes to a grave? Children, it will haunt me night and day, till I tell you. What is it, mother? Quite of husband and wife at once. And the old woman, the air mystery, which drew the circle closer round the fire. Foreman, she invited the grave clothes some years ago. A nice linen crowd, a cap wood and rough. Everything of the finest salt she had worn since her wedding day. But this evening, old superstition strangely occurred to her. It used to be said, in younger days, if anything were amiss with a corpse, burning the roofs, rust would not smooth, cap did not set right, the corpse of the coffin. Beneath the clouds, floods, which strive to put its cold hands up, its cold hands arrange it, bare folk made of rivers. Don't soak so, grandmother, said the girl, shuddering. Now continue, the old woman, singular earnest, yet smiling strangely, own folly. I want one of you, my children, when your mother is dressed in, in the coffin. What you hold a looking glass over my inner face. Who knows that I may take a glimpse of myself and see whatever, whatever all right. Old and young, we dream of graves of one another to go straight to youth. I wonder how mariners feel, mariners feel when the ship is sinking. They are known and distinguished and be buried together in the ocean. How wild and they skeptical. A moment the old woman's ghastly conception so engrossed the minds of her hearers. The sound aboard in the night. Rising like a roar of blast, a groan bald, deep and terrible for the fated group, conscious of it. House and all within it trembled. Foundations of the earth seemed to be shaken, as if the awful sound were a peal, last trumpet. The last trump. Young and old exchanged our glance and remained an instant pale, a frightened without impatience of power, of power to move. Then the same shriek burst simultaneously with all their lips. The slide, the slide. Dibbled words must most impotent but not betray. And that will horror Cleftershire. Victims rushed the cottage and sought refuge in where they seemed a safer spot. Rain compilation 
such an emergency solar barrier had been reached. Alas, it quitted the security, fed right into the pathway of destruction. Down came the whole side of the mountain. A cataract was swimming. Just before it reached the house, its steam broke into two branches. Do you ever not? A window there. Overwhelmed the whole village city, blocked up the road, laid in everything its dreadful course. Long ere the thunder of the great slide ceased to roar among the mountains. The moral reckoning matured the victims were at peace. Their bodies were never found. Next morning, light smoke stealing from the cottage chimney up the mountain side. Within, fire was yet smouldering the hoof. The chairs in the circle round it, as if the habits had gone forth to view the devastation. Slide would slowly return to thank heaven and this marvellous escape. All that left separate tokens of which those who had known the family made to shred a tear for each who was not heard of the name. Story was told afar wide will be ever be a legend of those mountains. Poets of stone their fate. The circumstances which led to some suppose a stranger been seized into the cottage on this awful night and shared the catastrophe of his inmates. Others denied the different grounds for such conjecture. Though for high-spirited youth, with his dream of earthly mortality, his name and person utterly unknown, his history, his quiet way of life, his plans, a mystery never to be solved, his death, existence equally a doubt. Which, who was, well, whose was the agony of the death moment? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 